entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. For this pop, this hot, for this strong, with so many different uh -huh, yeah. This one's for this uh -huh, song. Yeah. The next one I switch uh -huh. up. This one will uh -huh. get rid up. These fucks too late yeah. to make yeah. up we're back. It's TBD. It's to be determined. It's been a long, long week. Who, who is you telling, brother? <laughs> like it's been Tuesday for the last three days. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. How was your week? It's long, bro. All this, this Rona stuff don't make it easier, man. You can't do anything. Like there's no escaping. It's been that CT. That CT. Seasonal depression hitting your head, huh? Bro, I can't. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Let me out. You're going to look like Invader Zim in two weeks. Sure. night, <laughs> <laughs> The night's going to hurt you, man. But you you got yourself a new little spot, though. You're be yeah, cool. man. You know, moving up. Scenery. Moving yeah. with my shawty, you know. <laughs> this king over here is just trying to flourish, goddammit. That's all. I, I believe the great king life said, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> Had to be nice. Look. But I you know what's it. not nice? <laughs> Baca not nice in Philly right now. Yeah. Your brother, your God, your savior, your answer to everything, your number one numero uno guy. Carson Wentz is now <laughs> Wentz on the bench. <laughs> Carson Parkin on the bench. Not to see the field no time soon. We probably believe because cute dog Jalen Hurts is in the mix now. Sidebar, I'm tired of seeing all these chicks tweeting about Bull. Because mm -hmm. he's about to start now. Like He's he been in the same balls as Bama. Don't, whatever. But. <laughs> are you cool with this? Like, like, are you cool with this? Like, do you do, is is this what you wanted? To be honest, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I can't <laughs> enlighten me. <laughs> at first, I was not really elated about it at all, in any at, at any amount. But like, calmer me, level-headed me started to seep in and. I started to think of things logically and from a GM point of view, coach point of view. And it's like, you kind of got to make this move. He has been digressing over uh, the last few weeks. He just... He's, weeks? Last few weeks. He just really... Weeks? He just hasn't gotten better, hasn't played any better. There has been no progression in any facet. I need the so, stenographer to note that he said we <laughs> <laughs> so we can revisit this <laughs> because uh, one thing I like is receipts and uh, it's been <laughs> months upwards. Of all right, Joe. Walk. All right, damn it, it's been I'm months. Just, all right, I believe in bringing fair, <laughs> unbiased thoughts out here and weeks <laughs> noted to. To the stomach, <laughs> it's not true. 
Can't be, won't be. He said, objection? (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Hello. Sustained. (laughs) Sustained. Overruled. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, I feel like y'all had to make the move. If If not because he was struggling, but to make sure that you can save whatever's left of Carson Wentz for at least the next week. Because he looks like a player who's overwhelmed with the pressure and can't get out of his own way. No, I think you're right, man. I think I just don't – I think there comes a point in time as an athlete, um, you got to take a step back uh, to where you, you know, sometimes you get caught up. Sometimes you start – you don't want to go down that this negative path and continue to go down it um, if you're not getting any better. Because then that just builds – bad habits which is worse and compiles onto the problem um so i i don't like it but i do understand it i think um there's a there's two ways you can look at the hurt situation i think you can look at it as you know you're seeing what you have maybe it is better than carson maybe it's not but either way you're seeing what you have and by you seeing what you have you can also use this as a trade piece if that's what you decide to do and if Carson wins the job next year and you go into, you know, next off season, it, it being a quarterback battle, which is probably what's going to occur, but whoever wins, you're most likely going to try and trade because there's no point in having two decent quarterbacks on one team because both are decent. We're not in Mitchell Trubisky area. We're not in, um, Baker Mayfield. We're not in those, those realms, those oceans. No, we're not. Not at all. But I need people to also realize that I don't even like their relationship between one another. Like Jalen Hurts was asked today specifically about him and Carson's relationship. And yeah, he's a professional. So he gave you a professional answer. But if you're reading between the lines, you're, you know that that relationship is not solid. Because what he said was that, you know, Carson has more, you know, years in the NFL. He has a lot of experience. Um, and when I have questions, um, he's there to answer them. You don't hear that from somebody. Like, when you go back to Nick Foles and Carson Wentz's relationship, it was, yeah, we talk all the time. You know, we bounce ideas off of each other. That's that's the sound of a solid relationship in the locker room. Saying, yeah, when I have a question I ask and, you know, he's good with answering. Like, that's not that's, – that's, that's just – that's press talk, for real, for real. Like, he's – I mean, it's two different – you got to think that – relationship between Wentz and Foles is never going to be Wentz and Hurts for a few different reasons. One, yeah. Foles is a journeyman who a lot of people respected just off of the strength that he could come in and play solidly in a pinch. Fast forward, he wins y'all bowl for the team that he was coming in to, you know, just level the gap if there was one in terms of having a good solid backup. So now you have Carson Wentz looking at the team that drafted him, that traded up and did all that wild shit to get him. They win a bowl with the guy who <laughs> ain't going to be here in the next few years because he gets hurt, sad case, blah, 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 blah. So now you have that. That's number one. That's already festering in the back of Carson Wentz's mind. Yeah. Then you go out through a whole season with injuries, 
throughout the organization from receivers to line to the running back to Carson Wentz himself. And his play is sporadically going up and down. That's number two in the back of his head. So then management comes in and they decide they're going to draft a quarterback in a space where they should have drafted a receiver, someone else, something else, linebacker. Any one of those options. It's not like they drafted a Jordan Love who was like, oh, yeah, he's a cute, good guy in college, but, I mean, he ain't going to beat out Carson Wentz. But you go and get Jalen Hurts, someone who was on the biggest stage since day one, who has, in in an ironic way, lost his job in a similar style as Carson Wentz. Bad play. Dude comes in behind him, wins the chip. Ah, Tua. Tua, 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 Tua. It was so bad, he had to go dip. So when you think about that that, that conversation and that relationship, I don't think Jalen Hurts is looking at Carson Wentz like, man, I need to learn as much as I can from this guy. It's, I'll learn what I need to. Literally, that's the vibe for you know? sure. And call it what you want, but like that's the problem and that's the issue that the organization has put the team in. And the Carson Wentz experience is going to be a very, very interesting one moving forward because – we both know Jalen Hurts coming in and starting right now isn't going to be like, oh, shit, all of a sudden, Travis Fogum is back to catching for 160 yards and a touchdown, and Jalen Rager is getting 12 catches for a buck 40, and tight ends is doing this, and the line is blocking, and Miles Sanders going for 200. No, the problems are still going to be there. So when Eagles fans watch these games, they have to watch it on the curve. You have to watch it understanding that I know that this team is bullshit because I saw my two eyes some two years ago. Carson West was there and everybody about to win MVP. So it ain't like the talent ain't there. The regression is something that's a problem. But if Eagles fans go into this game on Sunday and watch this game and start hitting me up, talking about, yo, Jalen Hurst not even ready either. What are we going to do? Da-da-da. How can you even gauge him? when you drop him into a bad situation. You can tell me you're the best swimmer. If I drop you in an ocean full of blood, odds are your ass going to get ate up. What, how, okay, how good you are, the situation is bad. <laughs> this is the same situation that they're, <clears throat> but this is the same situation that they're doing to wins. They're, yeah, they like, literally dropped him in a situation and said, yeah, fend for yourself. Well, I want to ask you, how can you even, how can you grade any of them knowing <laughs> that the problems are still going to be there across the team. And that's what I'm saying. I think that's, that's the a thing. bad situation for y'all, man. I think that's the thing for me, though, personally, is I'm, I'm accepting the fact that this is just a bad team. How are it, you and, going into this? That's what I want to know. How are I'm, you going into viewing this game? I'm viewing this and, game as and, I want to see what the kid judging, can do. Judging – Jalen Hurts. Is it a free, is it a free slate? He throw two three picks. Uh, I understand type type John or is yeah. It, he I mean, two, three picks. It's it. The sky's falling down. Chicken little. I mean, if he took if he throws two three picks, I'm just like okay. Like, what do y'all really like? This is like this is what we're telling you. It has nothing <laughs> to do. Carson with could the be throwing the three picks too. Literally, like that's what I'm. Okay. And that's what that's that's my vibe because I'm not gonna say oh well, damn. 
he's throwing two, three picks. He's not, you know, he's not a good quarterback either. He can't do anything. Like, I'm not going to say that because he's, one, he's a rookie, and two, he's going against the number one defense in the NFL, yo. And that's something I don't even think people are understanding because they like the Saints is some like, oh, they kind of cool. He got to worry about that guy, Marshawn Lattimore over there, playing Locksmith. Whatever he want to do. You got DNs all over the place. Cameron Jordan. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to have to to deal with in your first start in a big city. But, I mean, I I think I I, I got faith in him. I just don't know what's going to happen moving forward. It's going to be interesting to see how y'all navigate these last few games because <laughs> y'all in a weird space. Fuck, I mean, just fuck it at this point, bro. Let that man st- – I mean, it don't matter. Like, it really don't fucking matter. Like, that's where I'm at, bro. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you might as well just let the man get his reps. Um, let Carson take a step back. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you want to talk about – hurts and what he's going to do tomorrow i think this is important for carson to really take a step back and really try to get himself back on track like mentally physically just like give himself a clean slate like i don't think he he's always worried about something like you like you alluded to like there's always like oh nick Foles is right behind me like i gotta worry about that it's always that you out front of that john every day he's seeing that that's what I'm saying. Like he has to, but I think that's I think what, that's where he has to take a step back and actually get his thoughts together and be like, "Yo, that shit doesn't matter." At the end of the day, I'm here. I'm the one that controls my destiny, and I can't worry about that outside stuff. And I kind of think that's what Aaron Rodgers was telling him too after after last week's game. Like you saw him at the end of the game pull him aside, and everybody was making memes and jokes. And yeah, that's cool. But I think Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys where he's been in that type of situation. Um, him and Brett Favre and Brett Favre not really, you know, giving him the cold shoulder and stuff like that. He's a solid guy to get guidance from in this situation when you're trying to get your career back on track and you're trying to figure out what's going on with yourself and you're on the sideline. That's a perfect person who you can talk to. And players of that caliber don't just go and do that to any struggling quarterback. Yeah, like the Packers play the Bears twice a year. He's not <laughs> going to Mr. Trubisky and giving him words of encouragement. Facts. Facts. He's going to Carson Wentz because he sees Carson Wentz as a talented, uber-talented guy. You know? My only thing is, I need y'all fans to just call a spade a damn spade. Stop <laughs> hitting me up. <laughs> I mean, trying to paint all these excuses for Carson Wentz. Oh, he's playing bad because the line is this. And he's playing bad because receivers is hurt. And he's not lying now. Because the offensive play calls is this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. Those are all factual things. But the first issue with the team should be the guy who's throwing the ball. Simply put, he can't have some 40 plays throughout the season where he's had zero pressure, clean pockets, and he leads the league in incompletion rate and shit like that. You can't lead the league in interceptions and most time holding the ball and all those random advanced stats. No, it's a problem. Y'all need to call a spade a spade because that's the first way to cleanse yourself of looking at your team from a biased view and i applaud you you know because there's a there's a weird smirk on your face these last few days because i've been trying to tell you for weeks now i'm like yo brother Harden coming to the city man (laughs) and i'm like you know i'm laying on the bed 
James Harden open to going to Philadelphia, huh? Rub my eyes, make sure I wasn't reading shit weird. Then you start calling me, talking about yo, 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 yo. <laughs> what do you want to tell me about this now? I, to be honest, I have something to ask you because I just really, there's just something I really can't wrap my head around. <laughs> I just really can't. Because for some apparent reason in the national media, there's this consensus that in order for the Sixers to get James Harden, we'd have to trade away Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. And now I will preface my statement by saying, I do understand that, you know, things are posed a certain way for TV and, you know, to make, you know, to be talking points or whatever, or what have you. <clears throat> but can you please explain to the people that trades are not strictly just two teams? There can be three teams. There can be four teams. You can include players. You can include picks. Can you please explain to the people another way that the Sixers could get James Harden without giving away Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Because people seem to believe that that is the only possible legitimate way that we can get the beard. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Like, I understand it when it's like, oh, like James Harden want to go to Philly. Like that means they have to give up one of the two players because, you know, even when you trade in Pokemon cards and all types of shit, you got to give value for value, you know, or high value for, you know, a bunch of little little pieces that you you deem worthy. Right. Fantasy trades, for example. You know, people understand the concept of a trade. However. It's going to be hard to just simply say, yo, James Harden's going to get traded to Philly for Ben Simmons. Even if that were to be a thing, it would still have to be more for the Rockets to want to move someone who was still under contract for two years. This was about a month ago when they had leverage. The closer that the NBA season comes, the closer that these training camp days start to go, about, go and fly by, the Rockets are losing leverage. One. Rapidly. <laughs> Rapidly losing leverage. Harden out there with baby eating honey buns and, and throwing bread around. He over, he's sitting on, he's sitting on, on porch with meat. Lord knows where they at. He ain't worried about the Rockets. He told y'all, look, I'm out. It's not about the money because I already turned it down. I'm out of here. So now the Rockets are in this weird space because as the season gets closer, their leverage goes down. Hardest can raise a little bit. And all the surrounding teams who's on that short list, their power in this brokering deal goes up a little bit. Because now the, the Sixers can be like, yeah, we want Harden. We're not trying to trade Ben or Embiid. Let me go call the Magic. Because I know Aaron Gordon's trying to get out of there. And the, and the Magic trying to get him out of there. Okay. So now Great, you, got brother. <laughs> you can throw that team in there. Aaron Gordon can go somewhere. You got disgruntled stars over there in, in, in Sacramento. Why not kick the tires, see, what, see what's good with Buddy Hill? Shit, you might even say, yo, Houston, y'all might as well throw John Wall in the deal too. 
Why not? Because if Harden leaves, I doubt John Wall wants to stay there with with uh, with with Boogie Cousins off one leg. We don't know that yet, damn it. We don't know that yet. Well, we know he got one and a half. <laughs> <All right? laughs> and it's just like, why not? So there's multiple ways that y'all can land him. I, my gut feeling says that nothing happens because I don't think the Rockets are willing to swallow that pill of conceding to a player. And on top of that, if he is saying that, yeah, I want to go to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn's like, nah, we cool, we want our core, and it only leaves the Sixers, ain't no way in hell the Rockets is making a deal with Daryl Morey after the way he, one, almost blew the NBA up with the China shit, and then two, dipped out the way he did, and now he's he's on a a contender with two assets that they could have that if he was on a six, if, if he was on the Rockets, he would probably be able to get one of them guys off the team. Oh, no, 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 no. They're not doing that. They're not. That's my gut. But I need to see it happen. Now, my question to you is if you woke up and Harden was fitting that, fitting that on the Sixers, would you rather it be Harden and Embiid or Harden and Simmons? So, uh, I mean, I would obviously say Harden and Embiid just because. Mm, mm. See, I know a lot of people are like, no, bro, Harden Simmons, bro, Harden Simmons, bro. I mean, I Bacon, Bacon high James Harden on defense. Well, I don't. So can Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid is a low post scorer who can stretch the floor. What are we really saying right now? Like, what are that's, we saying? This is what I'm telling you. <laughs> like, what, what are we really talking about? Like, I would love to see James Harden. Like, to be honest, it would literally be unstoppable because James Harden, you'd, ha- you'd have to guard him at half court, obviously, because he's James Harden. And then he's going to run pick and roll all day with some, a- with some backside action. With, with, with Seth Curry running off screens on the backside. And that and – that- <laughs> <laughs> that is the difference because it ain't like this. Ain't, this ain't the old Sixers with the clunky pieces that fit the roster. With oh no, you know you're playing four on five on offense because guys don't want to shoot and other guys aren't really explosive off the dribble. Like that's those days are done. There's done bun. There's multifaceted players on your team that fit at least the current style of play with the, with the current roster. So I I think I would rather see see it with Harden and Embiid as well because Harden's never had a big like him. Ever. He All he had was Clint Capella. I mean, he had Dwight too, but I mean. I mean, he made, he made Clint Capella a lot, a lot, a lot of money, man. No, 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 no. He did, he did, he did, he but did. But he hasn't played with a talent like Embiid. Now, if I, if it was Embiid, I mean, if it was Harden and Simmons, I think it could be dope. My only question would be how would Ben's style of not shooting affect Harden? Like, would Harden turn back into – a little bit more off-ball type ball. I mean, be like him playing like his, like his early days. Just some more common version, you know, basically. Of of your guy, Russell Westbrook? Not my guy. I don't. 
I don't fuck with his game at all. <laughs> You're a guy, <laughs> yo. One bit. That's your guy, yo. Excuse me? Him, Kemba, Kyrie. No. Those are your guys. Kyrie's your guy. I rock with Kyrie. Hashtag be more like Kyrie. Oh, snap. I mean, shoot, we might as well get into it, goddammit. I mean, you you the one who was like, he weird. I mean, he is a little weird, bro. Like, let's not act like his comments about. Uh, what, yeah, let, tell me, t- talk, tell me what you feel about this. I'm just saying. So we all know about the comments that Kyrie said about, you know, finally having a guy who he can look to and who he said, oh, you can hit a shot too. He said, that motherfucker down there can hit that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. Yes, he will. <laughs> Always and forever, will he? And here's where it's just like confusing. And I don't, I think just, I think Kyrie has conflicting thoughts because that Sometimes when he was still on the Celtics and he was the guy and he was relied upon and, you know, he he was that – he was the one voice that was supposed to take control of the locker room. He realized how hard and difficult that was and he was paying so much homage to LeBron James. Talking about, you know, I realized I was selfish and immature with Bron, yada, yada, yada. He was just trying to help me, looking out for me. And then – it's like he doesn't think before he speaks because then he utters those comments, clearly subtweeting Braun, and causes this whole, like, rift again. And it's like, why, bro? And I, to be honest, I don't think it was an intentional either. I don't think he was intentionally throwing shade at Braun. I think Kyrie just, speak, just speaks to speak and was trying to pay some homage to to Durant for, for saying like, yo, I'm happy you here. I'm happy we were able to do this. I'm happy that we're able to play together. That's fucking lit. But Kyrie also is the type that doesn't give a fuck about anybody else and says whatever that's on his mind, like the earth is flat. And, <laughs> and, and now he, and people are going to misconstrue it and take it the wrong way. But he's also the type of guy that doesn't like to take accountability. Because it is always, oh, they're taking it this way, they're taking it that way. But you also are aware of how big your platform is and how much your voice resonates within the basketball community and the world in general. So you should also be aware that whatever you're saying, that's actually what you feel and that the message is also being conveyed because that's part of communication. Because the sender, who is technically the speaker, is responsible for conveying their message correctly. But Kyrie is his own man. Sounds like you don't like that guy. No, I like Kyrie. I think Kyrie's a great player. I just think he's a different person. This this is how I see it. Timing was wrong for the comments. (laughs) In the middle of the finals, man. We don't need you saying nothing like that. Like, we understand. But also... I think he 100,000% believes what he's saying, for sure. Because in his mind, I'm Kyrie Irving, my nigga. I'm not one of these second-rate Paul George number twos. I'm a 1A. I'm a 1AAA, like a triple-A battery. <laughs> That's is me. It? Is That's it? me. I'm the one who was hitting them shots in the finals. You mean? I'm the one who you deferred to. Whatever the case may be, why it happened, irrelevant. It happened. 
So from that standpoint, you can't look at Kyrie and feel like, yo, he's talking crazy. Like, yeah, we understand how great LeBron is. But when a player is talented like that, they're always going to have the mentality that I'm the best option because I work on this shit every single day. Every single day. If me and you in the gym every single day and we're working out every single day and it comes down to who's taking the shot, I'd rather me take the shot because I feel as though I'm better at taking the shot. Even if you may be the better shooter or the scorer or the person who's better in that situation. That self-confidence is always going to stay with players that are talented like him. And on the same, on the other side of the token, he's looking at KD like, look, bro, he's seven foot. <laughs> so at worst, he's going to get enough airspace to at least get a good shot off. And that's no slight to Brown because Brown is, we know, the more clutch player out of the three. And Kyrie knows that. He absolutely knows that. The timing was wrong. But I still don't think what he said was out of the blue. I understand why Bron felt some type of way. Because at every turn, Bron was being the big, the, the big bro. Pushing him, put, yo, Kyrie could be the MVP of the league one day. Kyrie's a superstar. Probably, probably had a hand in getting him the Uncle Drew shit that we saw and we watched and that was blown up to YouTube. I understand why Bron feels some type of way. So it's like, yeah, why is he course. doing that, though, bro? Like, yeah, I, don't, I just don't get the constant subtweeting weird shit from Kyrie. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't. I don't feel as though. I don't feel as though it's. I don't feel as though it's. But it's like you, this is, it's constant though, bro. Like this isn't just a one time. Like it'd be different if this is like the first time Kyrie's ever said some weird shit or some hating ass shit a little bit towards Bron. But well, maybe not, people no? maybe people shouldn't ask him great questions like that. What they asked him was a great question. It was a regular conversational question. What he gave you was a regular conversational real nigga Kyrie Irving answer. It's just niggas didn't like it because <laughs> he was going against LeBron, which is understandable. Because, you know, everyone loves the numbers and the metrics and it says LeBron's the most clutch nigga, da, 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 more clutch than KD, more clutch than Kyrie. Cool. But from one killer to another, I'm assuming that Kyrie's looking at KD like, man, look, I ain't never played with nobody like that. Because there's a circle of the world who still feels as though KD's still the best dude in the league. If he comes back, he's still but Yates, that is the that's the difference. He wasn't talking about himself. It'd be different if he was he like answered the question. I understand, but he's not. But but he didn't have to answer it in that facet. Like, why are you acting like you didn't play with Bron? Why are you acting like before Bron came back and helped you get a get your first chip? That you know, we helped LeBron get that chip too. Don't do that. Yeah, We're not doing that. We're not doing he's that. Not winning winning not. We're not. We're he's not winning it without Bron. He's not winning it without. So what do we? That's what, fine. Bron's not winning without Kyrie. How many so years of him being in Cleveland by himself and couldn't win a chip, bro? He that, went I'm to not, Boston. I'm not. Couldn't I'm not with that roster. I'm not. Yeah, because your guy Brad Stevens got out coached per usual, but you don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> You're not ready for it. So we can we can we can put that one in the pocket. <laughs> We're not about to act like Kyrie is some second rate guy who happened to be. He's in not. Bro, but he's not a. But he's not a. He's not on Bron's level. It, it, is the point. He's not it's on not a, level. It's not about. It's not about that. You have a problem with how he answered the question. 
He he could have not answered it at all, but he felt like it was a safe space. He's going to give a basketball answer. He's a basketball purist. Like when KD, when they start asking KD, yo, why why don't you just shoot the ball every time? And he starts telling you why it's not good for the, I could do this, I can do that. He starts breaking down plays and how they shrink the court and all this shit. And they start going over and over and over people's heads because it's a basketball answer. I get when people give basketball answers. That's when shit hits the media waves, and it's oh, Kyrie takes shot at LeBron James, says he's not clutch. Say KD's more clutch. He very well, he very well may be. <laughs> oh well, it's an interesting time. It's interesting to me though because I understand how everyone is like, yo, why does he keep saying things about Brian? Why does he keep? That's my thing. <clears throat> Listen, I have no problem with it. Being, I have no problem with it being. I have no problem with it being a basketball answer and him answering it like that. But it also, like, it doesn't make it better that there's a long, strenuous history of Kyrie, like, being disrespectful towards Bron for a Yeah, because partly the media, when that guy was coming into his own as a young man, it was always the kid. The kid. He, he was a kid. No, 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 no. You're not listening to what I'm saying. They, the media took the kid thing and turned it into Kyrie standing on a wall getting asked, does LeBron James feel like a father figure in your life? I have one father. His name is blah, 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 blah. You know, you know the rest. Yeah. That's the type of things that burn for a guy like Kyrie because I feel as though he's one of the guys who wants to be able to be remembered on his own, not a footnote on someone else's story. That's fair. I mean, that is fair. And you got to think, if you go your whole career and you out here snapping, you doing all types of – you a one-of-one type of talent. Sounds like me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's a hypothetical of, – of a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> Not imagination, a hypothetical. But, like, if you were that guy and you was killing him and every time you turn around – you almost felt like you had to answer for someone else, like your success is because of somebody else individually. That's going to rub him some type of way, especially if you have the supreme confidence of a guy like him. I mean, like, this is the same guy who went up to say, yo, Cole, check me up. You can't guard me. You don't do that to Cole unless you got that type of confidence. He's a killer. Brian know it. KD know it. He know it. I understand the problem, though. I understand it looks like his constant jabs. I... I rock with it. I just think that's don't ask, don't ask me thought provoking answers if you ain't uh, questions if you ain't going. And, and, and I feel you on that because I don't. And that's my thing. Like I don't even think I'm as mad at him answering the question. It's just like, bro, like the constant. And I think it's the consistency. It's the consistency of, it. of it's like, bro, like damn, like whether like they both help you, helped each other get that chip for a referral, but at the end of the day, like. You don't have an NBA championship on your resume without that man. Like, pace and Bron don't have that championship right. without but At the same time, they, they needed each other. And, like, and that is what – that is what – is that what Bron said was one of two of the greatest championships he's ever won? Yeah, he yeah. did say that. And Bron okay. consistently okay. – Pays homage to Kyrie. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just making sure. It was a reciprocated energy. I'm just making sure the weights on both sides when we're weighing this conversation and you start talking about LeBron having a champ, well, Kyrie not having a championship because of Bron. I want you to remember that Bron don't get that joint without, you know I mean, without Ky- 
I mean, he hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history, of course, yes, a thousand percent. But he also doesn't get that shot unless Bron has that crazy block, John. So, I mean, there's that too. That's okay. <laughs> That's a hundred percent okay. But in between that time, there was a timeout where things was going on, and it was yo, get kind of ball. Yeah, because he's the scorer. So, so in that very moment alone, of course, Kyrie's going to say, oh, that's the validation. I'm the baddest motherfucker on this team. I'm the best option. Of course, he's going to think that way. If he's going to get validated in the heat of the moment by said player who was asked the question about him. I'm feeling it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I don't got a problem with it because I understand the genuineness of the answer. The only thing that I hate about the whole situation is his painting Kyrie in the light of being the nut of the NBA. When yeah. in all reality, like he's been low key doing all this stuff that people should be praising him for. You know, he opened up the book to make sure the WNBA players were getting paid throughout the pandemic. Yeah, that's He's right. riding around a community doing a lot of things, donating a lot of money over, over the course of about a year. It don't hit the media way because he's controlling that. He's not a media guy. I'm cool. I mean, because he feel. I mean, like you said, he feels like he's been done wrong by the media, which I mean is fair to a certain. A lot point. of players is like that. No, no, right, and I. But with Kyrie specifically, I feel like there is some truth to that. But also, I think Kyrie also has to take some responsibility. Like I, I'm not saying that it's all, um, all on him because it's really not. It's 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 far from that. But I think Kyrie also has to take some responsibility in the things that he said over the years and um, in his lackadaisical tone that he just, you know, speaks with freely. It's okay to be, um, to be real and to be raw. Um, and if that's the way you want to handle the media, fine. But you also have to realize that there's a lot that comes with that. And I don't think Kyrie fully understood that that's what came with him being who he is. Um, but obviously he learned along the way and now he's kind of – unfortunately, having to deal with the repercussions of his actions. I'm completely okay with athletes not fucking with the media. I mean, I am too. Dude, yeah. I mean, I think you mean, I don't owe y'all a thing. If y'all want to come out here and ask me questions after a tough loss or a tough month of play about my job, do not get upset with whatever I answer for you. Do not take my words and twist them into certain things. Do not put Bam Adebayo 13th in a top 100 over the likes. Hold on, let me find the list because I want to make sure I don't miss any fucking body. <laughs> Rank 13th before Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Don Mitchell, PG, Brad Bill, Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie Irving, to name a few. Damn I wouldn't be mad at. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at Carl Anthony Towns, but that, I mean, that's just me. No, 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 no. You average twenty-four and twelve. You're you're not better than him. Mm, eh. mm. Bam, anybody else not better than no cat, bro? Stop. I don't know eh. what this weird hate that you have for him is, but he's not better than that guy. Soft as shit, nigga. That's he can be on. soft. He's the soft. That's about the softest twenty and twenty you're gonna ever get. Sure. <laughs> Because all that hard muscle work, when you're only getting 16 and 8s and shit, have your upward games is 20 and 12s. Nah, Cat's getting 30s and 30s over there. But that's besides the point. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand. 
it was bad enough they had all types of people over DeMar DeRozan, who I don't understand. Zion. He's, he's like, that. that's, that's. <laughs> it's weird. It's a narrative. Like, I understand it. I understand the NBA is. No, NBA. you don't. No, you don't. You don't even understand it. You don't understand it. Nah, like I get it. it. I get it because, like, it's why I don't respect the MVP awards. It's why I look at everything slanted because I know it's a narrative-based organization. I get it. But ain't no way you finna tell me Zion better than DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, no. Ain't I no can't. way you better tell me Bam Adebayo <laughs> better than Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You can't. There's no way on Earth, on Pluto, on Mars, in the universe that you can rationalize and tell me that with whatever I don't give a fuck what advanced stats you find. It's not possible. But that's the shit that you like, man. I don't like because it. You I was cool with it. I wasn't cool with it. I wasn't that's not, cool that's with not it. what the devil told me. <laughs> the devil is a liar. <laughs> Ain't he always <laughs> <laughs> Ain't he always. I just I'm not a fan of it, man. No. I don't and like this is my thing. The they put these lists out knowing that they're wrong to get people to talk about it. I get it. I understand it. But it also makes people view the game in some weird way. Like, oh, ESPN has so-and-so right here, and Yahoo has so-and-so right here, and NBA.com has this. And it's just like, bro, why can't y'all just watch and draw the conclusions for yourself. Because there's no way that you finna tell me if you had to start a team, you're taking Bam over Devin Booker. No Is way. Is that something you're doing? Hell no. I'm not taking Bam over Devin Booker. Like, I, here's where I think it's like a lot of being a prisoner of the moment. Like, there's no reason why you, in any, like, I just don't get it. Like, why would you say, like, I get Bam just played a great end of end of his season, played well in the bubble, really lifted the mind. Amazing season, man. And like this is no like like us having this conversation too is no hate towards Bam because Bam is a special player. Like he's really good. I like Bam a lot. But you gotta also like we spoke about earlier in that LeBron Kyrie situation, you gotta pay homage. Like there's a whole <laughs> bunch of other guys that are that have been doing this in the league for year after year after year and ha have been putting up the numbers that y'all been asking them to like Devin Booker like Joel Embiid and it's like y'all you gotta you gotta give them their flowers like we gotta cut this out this, this has to stop I'm not tomfoolery has to stop I'm not a fan of it 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 really rubs me some type of way does it burn you out <laughs> yeah it burns me out because it's just like there's no way. <laughs> Let me make the rankings or something next time, cause ain't no way. Let us make the rankings. Let KPD make the rankings next time, yo. Please, maybe we should make our own rankings. Maybe we should get hmm. a little engagement or something, cause Let's I, workshop I, I, it. we can workshop it. You wanna you wanna put it on hold? Yeah. Put it over it. Oh yeah, for sure. An invoice. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I'm just it 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 burns me up, man. Glad you had your yay segment, though. I just had to get it off my chest. I got something to get off my chest, too. Not really sports-related, but we're going to sign off on this, man. Florida's crazy. Like, yeah, we know Florida's Rona's wild and popping, but, like, there's some other stuff going on in Florida. Florida's uh, governor, uh, Mr. DeSantis, is over here. Yeah, 
so it's a very sticky. Ah. It's a very sticky situation because it's no. There's no proof that he actually um, had police officers come to this woman's home who was a former scientist who was working for the state on their coronavirus um, statistics and how they've been managing the coronavirus. But it's very plausible that he had police officers raid her home, take her laptop, which she was using to post real and accurate coronavirus analytics because he was skewing the results um, and wasn't being completely forthright with how many uh, cases were rising and um, where people were contracting the virus. And so she also end up, ended up losing her job a few months before this. And this is now all coming to a head. And now he he confiscated her laptop. She has no, uh, no more of her resources. Obviously, she's been on CNN talking about it and speaking out about it. But it's just crazy because it's like, why in a pandemic are you trying to like, and he's Obviously, we know Florida is a state that's been open for a while and has not slowed down for months. And if anything, it's been picking back up. Um, we get the financial reasons, but what about the humanity reasons? Like, what are we really doing here? Like, Coach K was even talking about why are we playing basketball right now during a pandemic with, with the cases increasing and the teams keep contracting the virus at, an, uh, at a high rate. Like, what are we really doing here? Like, I, I, I'm really baffled. Like, we were really in a pandemic. Like, I can't go down the street and walk into a bar. I can't even go down the street and walk into a gas station. I have to put on a mask before I go into a gas station. And after I leave the gas station, I have to use hand sanitizer every single time. Because if I don't, I could literally die. Like, that's, like, that's a real thing. Well... <laughs> I don't know if you should have referenced Coach K, but it's funny you did because it's pretty much the same type of idea that would probably answer your question as to what's going on. Coach K is the same motherfucker who was just a few weeks ago was on some, yo, we need to have one big ass free for all March Madness. Let's just get it out the way. Everybody makes a tournament, round robin, first couple weeks, let's have at it. Now, Duke get the ass kicked a few times. <laughs> Duke of guards out there having things his way. Bye, bye, niggas. <laughs> now all of a sudden is I don't know if we should be playing. This is just not safe. We're showing tone deafness. Blah, 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 blah. No, you're doing what everybody in the country is doing. They're throwing caution to the wind for the selfish reasons to have their bottom lines met. And in this case in Florida, they're trying to find a way to alter elections and pretty much keep things status quo for the rich <laughs> white folk around here. That's for sure. That's the answer to your question. And it's just incredible that the very people who people quote unquote vote for hmm. are playing with their lives. They're turning people who are supposed to be represented by people that they are voting in. These people are treating people as literal statistics now like we wake up on cnn turn it on every day and it has a big ass number deaths death today deaths by the hour deaths by the tens deaths on the fives deaths on the twos and it's like <laughs> we're seeing it so much that we're becoming desensitized to the fact that these are not 
random numbers, but actual people who are dying from an actual tangible thing. And the people who are doing right by themselves and by their communities are now under siege by the very people who they vote to swore to protect them. We're in a bad space, man. <laughs> yeah, We're no in a bad space. Man, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this vaccine's about to do. I don't know what it, like. I, I'm not taking it. <laughs> Keep it away from me. I've seen what the government tried to do to people. Yo, take this. Uh, I don't know. We may be, bro, we, I don't know. We may be safe. A white woman took it first. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That you know, when I when I hear things like that, I'm thinking, well, damn, I wonder what the black one gonna be like. <laughs> they gonna be the same as the one that they giving them. No, no, no. They were trying, 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 trying to fly, fly illegal medicine to Africa to test them first because they didn't have it. No, <laughs> I'm cooling all things vaccines, especially with the corona, because y'all don't know enough. And that's the scariest part, man. It's like we we're, still don't know enough. Des Bryant just had that bitch 30 minutes before the game started. That was weird. And if I said, listen, 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 fellas. He said, baby, take it easy. NFL came and said, yo, Dan's had gloves on. We're good. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? I guess the glove yeah, fit. On. I guess, the, I guess the, the glove fit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the glove fit? Okay. <laughs> Go out there and have a ball, man. We got to get this game on. Ravens-Cowboys. That's what's going on in sports and America. And all we can do is sit and wait for that stimmy to come. We don't know when that thing coming, so. Yeah, I didn't get the last one, so I'm definitely getting this one. Mm, mm. I wouldn't be so confident, sir. <laughs> That's going to be TBD. <laughs> Your stimmy's going to be <laughs> TBD, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Woo-woo. Is this not why you are here? Fuck this, man. What more can I say?